0: They will help her get married. And she went there and she saw the man suit like a church. And after they talked to the man, the man said she enter a bathroom to go have a bath. So she went there, had a bath. She said it, it felt different from water. So when she came out, she saw that they had killed duck. People here call it duck fowl. And the blood had been drained. That's what she bitted with. Say so when she came, she used to have this spiritual husband who make love to her at night. Said so it became worse. Said so now it was more real. To the point that when the spirit is through with her, she will smell the semen. It was start real. See. So if you're going to all these places, you are hastening your prop. You are, you, you are increasing your policy. So Their sorrows uh, shall be multiplied. Who is after another God? They are drink offerings of blood. I will not offer. Nor take up their names on my lips. David said, "I will not do those their sacrifices." Look at the next verse. It says, "Oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance, and my cup. You maintain my life. In other words, I would take communion instead. See. When people worship idols, they don't know what they are exposing themselves to. You're going to your village festivals. You're a Christian. And you're part of the village festival. To, a, to an idol, to a devil. Look at Exodus 25 to 6. It says, you shall not bow down to them. The idols, don't bow down to them. Don't serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Exodus 34, verse, uh, uh, my, but showing mercy to the thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Exodus 34, verse 14. It says, you shall worship no other God for the Lord, whose name is Jealous. is a Jealous God. Hallelujah. I'm listening where it's getting quiet. Deuteronomy 4 verse 24. So if you see going to all those places as a Christian, God says he's he's a a consuming fire, a jealous God. Even Paul uses it in the New Testament in, in Hebrews 12 verse 29. He says that God is a consuming fire. Hallelujah. In Joshua 24 verse 20. It says, if you forsake the Lord your God and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done you good. See, so you're enjoying good with God. Don't turn to idols. Don't seek promotion by joining the court. Harm will come to you, the Bible tells you. See, there are many other scriptures. There are so many of them. And that's why they're in your notes. Let me read you. In the New Testament, in First Corinthians chapter ten, verse eighteen to twenty-two, it says, "Observe Israel after the flesh, and not those who eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar." In other words, when you when you eat from an altar, you are one with that altar. See, when for instance, you know those who do blood sacrifices. When they do the blood sacrifice, they give them some to the drink. So that that spirit can enter them. That spirit can protect them. When we receive communion, we are in union with the blood of Jesus. We are in union with the body of Christ. And whatever is in him is activated in us. 19. It says, what am I saying then? That an idol is anything? Or what is offered to, an, to idols is anything? Next. It says, rather the things which the Gentiles sacrifice to, to, which the Gentiles sacrifice, sacrifice to are demons and not to God. I don't want you to have fellowship with demons, oneness with demons. See, so you, you, can't, you, you can't be going to your village and go and honor your village native doctor and go for solutions in those places and not have spiritual problems. Because you're fellowshipping with demons. Next. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. Okay, James the cup of devils. See, what they serve all these idols are devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and re- of the table of devils. Verse 22, it says, or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? So, see, it's bringing us back to that Old Testament. That I'm a jealous God. You're going to provoke him by going to those places and using all those charms. That's why people have problems. Today you are in church. Tomorrow you are going to see Babalau. Say, what's the Babalau? Babalau is a native doctor. Hallelujah. Acts 15, 19 to 20. So as you're here today, here in, don't go back to those places. He will compound your problem. He says, therefore I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God. Next. Listen to this. He said, that we write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols. Things polluted. Don't eat the Jewish sacrifice. From sexual immorality. From things strangled. And from blood. 28 to 29. 15. Acts 15, 28 to 29. Look at this. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. Verse 29 it says that you abstain from things offered to abstain from things offered to idols from blood from this strong and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from this, you will do well. Farewell. You want to do well in life? It says, Stay away from idols. Don't eat blood. Some people they take the blood for them, cook it, and eat it. See so if you stay from this stay away from these things says you would do well. See, unconsciously, we are putting ourselves in bondage. There are many cultures that eat blood. You look at the Holy of spiritual problems. You don't eat blood. Anything that dies of itself, you don't eat it. Hallelujah. Are you all there? All right. Now, let me read you something here. In First John 5, verse 21. Little children, this is New Testament. Keep yourselves from idols. See, it says, little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Keep yourselves from idols. All right. Renounce any link with the ancient idols served by your parents and demand your freedom as a child of God. Pledge your allegiance to Jesus Christ as your Lord. You renounce any link. Some of you, your parents served it and you served it. You were part of it. You renounce it. I renounce you. You have the control over my soul. You, I belong to Jesus. You know, renounce it. As I for the 924 to, to 26. So shall the prayer be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? Next. It says, But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prayer of the terrible shall be delivered. See, For I'll contend with thee, I'll contend with thee, I'll save thy children. I will feed them that are oppressive with their own flesh, and they shall be drunk of their own blood, as a sweet wine, and all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am the Savior, the Redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob. See, if you want permanent freedom, I'm showing you the way out. Before we minister to you, Because a lot of people don't know this. They just gather people and deliver them. And they gather them again. They say the thing has come back. And it's always worse. Because they didn't fill them with the word of God. For instance, look at Matthew 12, 43. It says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man. It goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, Who says the Spirit? I'll return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds it swept, it finds it empty. They're not feeling themselves the word of God. Swept and put in order. What happens? He says, then he goes and takes with him seven others who is more wicked than himself and he enter and dwell there. And the last of that man is worse than the first. So shall he also be with this wicked generation. That's why we teach you the word first. Then we minister to you. Because some of you, even before we minister to you, you were already free. Because your mindset has already been transformed. Amen? So you need to have that. You can... Right in Isaiah 54, 5 to 17. We're not going to read everything there. But I just wanted to show you something here. When you look at verse 5, then we'll skip to verse 13. It says, For thy maker is an husband, the Lord of hosts is his name, the, 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 and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth shall he be called. Now look at verse 13. It says, And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and grace shall be the peace of thy children. When you turn to God... And you are in covenant with God. You turn away from the idols in your ancestry. It says, great shall be the peace of thy children. See that? Look at verse 14. It says, in righteousness thou shalt be established. shall thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Notice, you turning to God ought to break you free from the oppression. For thou shalt not fear and from terror for shall not come near thee. In other words, whatever you fear is what will terrorize you. In other words, what you fear is what you attract. See, and essence, they are teaching you to break you from free from fear. Look at verse 15. But surely they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against, it shall fall for thy sake. So it lets you know when you're in covenant with God, when people gather against you, they fall for your sake. Verse 16. It says, Behold, I've created the smith that bloweth the coals on the fire, that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I've created the waste that are destroy. God says, I made the man who makes human weapons, and I made the devil who makes spiritual weapons. Then God says, no weapon that is from the against you shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against him in judgment thou shalt condemn. Say amen. He said, this is the heritage of the sounds of the Lord and the righteousness of me seeth the Lord. Number four, why are people bound? By reason of personal sin. Sin is the sting of death. Sin is the bait of Satan. See, there are people who are living in habitual sin. And they will quote all kinds of scriptures to justify it. Let me show you from the word of God that sin can get you in trouble even in the New Testament. But let's begin from the Old to the New. Proverbs 28 verse 13. The Bible says, he who covers his sins will not prosper. But whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. See, mercy protects you from the judgment you deserve. See, if you cover your sin, you won't prosper. Are you all there? All right. Now, let's look at another scripture in the Old Testament. Okay, let's take one in the New, James 5, verse 16. It says, confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Now, when you look at it, they say, is it possible some people are are sick because of their sin? That's what he's saying. Some kind of problems don't stop until you confess. Let's say you've committed adultery. As a man, you've not told your wife. And you've seen some problems you are binding is not going. Go and meet your wife and confess it. says, confess your trespass to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. In John 5 verse 14, Jesus had healed the man. And he saw this man had been impotent for uh, in his feet. 38 years. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see you have been made well. See no more. Lest a worse thing come upon you. So some people are bound because of their personal sin. Not their fathers, not their ancestors. In Ephesians 5 verse 5. For this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, or covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of God. Now look at what it says, verse 6. So let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Did you see that? See so because of this, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. next verse seven. It says, "Therefore do not be partakers with them. So there are Christians who feel they can be living in sin and frolicking and fornicating and feeling so. The Bible says only a fool makes a spot of sin. And the Bible says fools shall die for want of wisdom. And the ingredients of his folly shall go astray. Personal sin. Personal sin. See, David brought a sin on his house by personal sin. See that? In Jeremiah 3, 24 to 25. It says, For shame has devoured the labor of our fathers from our youth, their flocks and their herds, their sons and their daughters. Verse 25. We lie down in our shame and our reproach cover us, for we have sinned against the Lord, our God. We and our fathers from our youth, even to this day, have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, our God. Shame, reproach in families. Hallelujah. So, let us wake up. In Hebrews 12, 16 to 17, we're looking at why are people bound? Lest there be a fornicator or a profane person like Esau, who for one muscle of food sold his bed. Right? Look at verse 17. For you know afterward that when he went to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. What was he rejected? Fornication. He was a profane person. For he found a place of repentance, though he saw his dinner with tears. So, Turn away from every sin you're living in right now. All right, Number five. Why are people bound? By reason of greed and covetousness. Some people are greedy. This is why Achan and his generation was wiped out. You can see that in Joshua 7 10 to 26. God told them when you go to Jericho, everything there, bring it to the house of God. He hit some. And Israel started having a problem. The entire Israel. And God said they should find that guy out. They brought him out. And wiped out. Achan and his children. Personal greed. Greed. The curse was not on Achan's family. It was Achan that brought it on his own children. And killed his own children by his greed. This is also the reason for the calamities in the house of David. In 2 Samuel 12, 7-12. David, a man after God's heart. Let's see David's home because David, they can we know how they can. Then Nathan said to David, "You are the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, another king over Israel I delivered you from the hand of Saul. Next, I gave you your master's, and I want you to pay attention. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your keeping. I gave you the house of Israel and Judah." hear what he said, and if it had been too little, I would have given you much more God says don't take from another person, ask me for more steal from your office steal from your boss greed and covetousness look at the next verse why have you despised the command of the Lord to do evil inside? You've killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and you've taken his wife to be your wife, and I've killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Next. Now, therefore, the sword shall not depart from your house, because you despise me, and I've taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Next. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up adversity against you from your own house. And I'll take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and you shall lie with your wives on the side of the sun. Next, for you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all of Israel, before the sun. So, any secret sin you're committing against somebody, you want to go and apologize and repent of it because when the judgment comes. A man was sleeping with his father's wife. His First Corinthians in the, in Corinth, in First Corinthians five, verse four to five. Look at what Paul said he should do to him. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together along on our spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Next, it says, "Deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh and that the spirit." May be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. You see why some Christians go to an early grave. They go to heaven they bring upon themselves swift destruction. In first Kings 21, we see that Jezebel connived against Naboth to kill him and transfer his property to her husband. You see that in first Kings 21, 17 to 19, or you can put it first Kings 21, 17 to 26. And God told him, he said, see, dogs will eat you. You will die. Personal sin. He brought a generational curse on himself. It wasn't his father himself and his children. Number six. Why are people bound? By reason of ignorance or lack of knowledge. Many people are bound because of ignorance. Isaiah 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, you need to go for knowledge. In Isaiah 5 verse 13, the Bible says, My people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. They are in bondage because they have no knowledge. In 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11, the Bible says, Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we're not ignorant of his devices. In other words, if you're ignorant, Satan will take advantage of you. In Psalm 82, verse 5, the Bible says, They know not. It says, They do not know, neither do they understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. Now, why is there a crisis in your life? It says, You do not know, you do not understand. That's why there's darkness. Because knowledge is light. Number seven. Let me read you something the Spirit of God is impressing me to to read to you in Psalm 119, verse 130. The entrance of your word gives light, it gives understanding to the simple. The entrance. They know not no, they understand. They walk up in darkness. So the entrance of the word. Number seven, why are people bound? By reason of anger and bitterness. Ah, me, I know they forgive you. If you do me, ah, I will do you very well. Ah, you will be in bondage for a long time. Let's read Matthew 18 21. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. Jesus said, I did not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. That's 490 times. You have to forgive for 490 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with the servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that, that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and the payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me and I'll pay you all. Then the master of Nazareth was moved with compassion and released him, watch this, and forgave him the debt. Many people have unforgiveness. It will keep you in bondage. But that's how I went and found one of his fellow servants and that owed him a hundred denarii and laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down on his feet and begged him, saying, "Have patience with me and I'll pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into the prison till he would pay the debt. Watch this. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgive you all that debt. Because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as had pity on you? His master was angry and delivered him, watch this, to the torturers. I like the okay James, says to the tormentors. Why are you suffering like this? You don't forgive. You do me, I do you back. That it should pay all that was due him. So shall my heavenly father also do to you if each of you, watch this, from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Says, if you don't forgive from your heart, you'll be under torment, nightmares, demons. Says, his father will not forgive you. Matthew 6 14 to 15. Matthew chapter 6, 14 to 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you, 15. But if you don't forgive men their trespasses, neither will your your father forgive your trespasses. Mark 11, 25. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Like your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. You cannot have bitterness. So you do me, I go show you. You don't know me. Hey, I go show you. I don't know why they always keep their face like that. Maybe because it's wickedness. Ephesians four twenty six to 27. Is this helping you so far? It says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your rot. Don't let, don't keep anger till night. When well, first got married, maybe my wife does something that annoys me. And I'll be angry and I have a way to internalize things. So I'll just be quiet and angry and sleep. And I'll have a nightmare. So when I notice a pattern, and I say, Lord, why? So you're letting the sun go down on your rot. See, so I learned the law of advanced forgiveness. That means forgive your wife for everything she will ever do. Verse 27. Not give place to the devil. See, if you look at in the old King James, it says neither give place to the devil. So when you are keeping anger in your heart, you will give place to the devil. Let's look at something else here. In Acts 8, 21 or 23, this man was bitter. He says, you have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. So you can be a Christian, your heart is not right. Remember, therefore, repent, therefore, this this wickedness, and pray, perhaps, pray God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Now look at this. It says, for I see that you are poisoned by, iniqu- by bitterness and bound by iniquity. So, when you have this bitter gall, you are bitter. You, if I, you know that you, bitterness is so dangerous to your health. There are some cancers caused by bitterness. So, you just release it, you forgive for your own sake. Don't you want to get to nineteen in health, hundred in health, one twenty in health. Look at that man we're watching, one twenty-five. That he went to view one time was this Seven Club, one of those programs, one twenty-five. He wasn't even using glasses. And some of you you you, 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 bitterness. You can, you, you, quarrel. You are expert. You have a PhD in quarrel. Look at Hebrews twelve verse fifteen. It says, Looking careful lest any one fall short of the grace of God. Notice the grace of God, the favor of God begins to reduce in your life as bitterness increases in your life. So, if you want favor to stop, be bitter. You want favor to increase, refuse bitterness. It says, looking careful, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness, speaking up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Bitterness will defy you and disqualify you from your blessing. It will trouble you, the old King James says. Trouble you. To trouble you. So, you have to forgive. See, you have to forgive. Hallelujah. Are you learning something today? Alright, now look at something here in Job 21 verse 25. Job 21 25. It says, another dies in the bitterness of his soul, never having eaten with pleasure. Now give it to me in the ESV. He says, another dies in bitterness of soul, never having tasted prosperity. Bitterness can keep you in poverty. So you have to forgive people today when we have the opportunity to pray. Number eight, where are people bound? By reason of disobedience and stubbornness. Psalm 68 verse 6 says the rebellious, they dwell in a dry land.